much in this tier one. It's December 31st, 2022, and you have just had the best year of your life. You're celebrating your successes and you feel so gosh down proud of yourself for not just accomplishing your goals, but in how you've consistently shown up for yourself and your life. And it feels amazing. And I so want that for you. And I know it's possible even if you don't yet. So if you're tired of trying to do it all by yourself and feeling like it's all on you, tired of knowing the things you need to do, but finding yourself stuck in a vicious cycle of self-sabotage, always putting yourself last, you're going to want to pay attention to what I'm about to share. I am thrilled to let you know I'm launching a 12-month structure of accountability to help guide and support you in finally feeling confident, not just in your ability to set goals, but to actually achieve them. So head over to my website to check it out and get your name on the waitlist for my 2022 Goal Getters Accountability Group. Registration isn't open yet. It'll open on December 31st at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Spots are limited, so you're going to want to get your name on the list to hold your spot. All the details are on my website, catalystcoaching.com, catalyst with a K, coaching with a C. And I am so excited to be inviting you into what I know is going to be a game changing program. So head to my website for all the details and get your name on the wait list. Hello, hello, my beloved listeners. This is Catherine LaRange, your host of the My Dead Dragon podcast. And I'm just, I freaking love you all. I hope you know that. I just, I just love all of you. And I hope, um, I just hope you really receive that and definitely keep the messages coming. So grateful when you reach out and let me know how the podcast has impacted you and the stories of my guests. And so I'm really excited to be in conversation today with Dr. Don Menge. And Dr. Don is a prolific prolific author and has a story about a dragon. And so really curious to hear your story and and how you kind of came to do what you're doing and how you discovered that you were the main character and heroine of your own life. And so welcome, Dr. Dawn. And thank you for having me. And I'm so excited to tell your listeners all about my journey. Yeah. So what's your story? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, it started out I had been married for almost 30 years, mm. and even though I was, you know, I knew I was the main character in my story, suddenly I was divorced and starting my new life. My children were raised. I have three children and six grandchildren now. And so what do you do? Because you had planned, you know, this retirement and all this, and then totally doing something else. So I had already been teaching. I teach students with severe cognitive delays. I've been teaching for over 20 years now. So I decided to start working on my PhD. And I actually always blame my little brother for that. (laughs) So I started working on it. And so it took me seven years to work on my PhD. And it's in curriculum and instruction. And my dissertation was written on the, we have federal goals for our students, their transition goals. So when they turn 16, we have special goals that teach them community instruction, workability, independent living. And so that's what my dissertation was written on. And it was actually written on with my students. So I actually just had this article written and it's from in Prosperity Magazine. And it's actually us doing the workability 
Oh, wow. And my students work, and they were putting labels on Christmas hats. And so they get they get paid for this through, it's a, it's a state program. And then the company also gives us a movie card every month. So we ride the city bus to the movies, and we get to go to the movies. And so this is just an article. It's showing our students and what we're doing. And that's just, that's what we do. And that's what I wrote my um, dissertation on. So I earned my PhD. Mm. Wow. There was was something else that I did too. When I was getting my credential, I took a math class and I had to write a math book and a math game. So what I did was I wrote a book about calendar skills. And at that point, I called it Queen Victoria's Visitors. I named it after my student Mm. and all of my students were in the books. And so every month is a new visitor and they have seven activities. And we actually went around to the elementary schools and we did a little skit based on the book. And I would go back the next day and I would explain our students, our students' behaviors and answer any questions they had. So we did that for several years and I got a grant through um, Cal Poly, which is a local college. And so when I got divorced and I was trying to start like a new life, like what do I do Mm -hmm. now? My kids are raised, everything I'd been putting my energy to was either accomplished or was Mm -hmm. over. So I said, okay, I'm going to publish the book. Teachers Mm. always want to publish a book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I did, and I named it after my grandmother. Oh, so fun. Sorry, (laughs) Vernita. And she was was a businesswoman. She actually went around door to door with my grandfather and founded a credit union. Hmm. So she was an astute businesswoman and a world traveler. So the book I actually published, I put all of the children in our family in it. Hmm. This is my daughter, Ashley, and uh, you can see the illustrations, and let's see what else we have. This is my my nephew, and so I thought, well, the, the children in the family, are, they're not going to worry about it. You know, they're not going to know. So I started, I immediately won first place in the EV Awards, hmm. and I started getting interviews, and people were like, well, what's your next book? What are you going to do? And I'm like, well, that was, that was it. I did it. <laughs> I did that. So. My friends wow. and I decided that I work with, we decided since I love to travel, mm. um, that the queen is going to travel around her kingdom and learn about the different areas of, areas of her kingdom. So that's what I've been doing. Wow. So Dr. Dawn, did you like at, at the time of your divorce, did you just know that this was your next step or how did you, how did you kind of recreate yourself or not recreate, but rediscover who you were now? Um, No, I did not know what my next step was at all. You know, we'd lost, I had lost two homes. Mm. And all of a sudden, I was in this, this world that was, it was very, there was some domestic violence. So it was, it's very traumatic. Mm -hmm. And I was just trying to find a way to keep myself going, find Mm. a new identity and a new something new to think about. And, you know, my PhD, my brother, is actually an astronomer at JPL. Hmm. And so he started his PhD program. And so I started, otherwise I would not even have thought I could accomplish that. Hmm. You know, I had my master's from getting my credential, but a PhD, you know, when I started, when I was 19, I remember my goal was I was gonna be a preschool teacher. Hmm. You know, I was gonna go to junior college. And then I ended up going to junior college and then 
the university and then I get my master's degree and then a PhD. No one in my family has a PhD. Wow. And so we worked on it together and he actually wrote this book with me. He's an astronomer and this Mm. is him. We called him Heathy Bean when he was little (laughs) because he's nine years younger than I am. So he was Heathy Bean and he wanted to be the professor with the hair and he has bunny slippers. And Mm. so what I did, this was about my third book. So I put some of my students and their disabilities in the book. So this is Jeremy and Jeremy is learning about astronomy, but he's also teaching about Down syndrome. Mm. And he he was my student and he is a real child. And I have Jake in here also. This is Jake. Jake is a real child. Every one of my books is a real person. Mm. And he is a foster child of my assistant and he has cerebral palsy. So Sir Heathy Bean is teaching him about the moon, but he's also teaching Sir Heathy Bean about cerebral palsy. Wow. And so in my books, the children are just living their lives and they're just talking a little bit about what's going on for them. Mm-hmm. And so I've just had a great time. It's a wow. lot of work. Yeah, I bet. I bet. But I've had a great time. You know, it's like, oh, where am I going to go next? What am I going to write about? (laughs) And so how did you, so I love this, right? Because I think that so many people would look at you and think like, wow, here's this very successful, she's a PhD. She's like an award-winning children's author. She's a phenomenal educator. And I think it could be easy to to look at that and think, oh, she's always had it figured out, right? right? Yes. Yes, that's one reason I actually started doing a lot of podcasts because that is the impression. And it's mm-hmm. like, no. <laughs> yeah. Now I just, you know, I have to work hard too, just like everyone else. And things happen. Things yeah. things have happened, you know, and yeah. I've had to start over. And that's so during the pandemic, we had to go start teaching online. Mm. And I was actually working um, at the state up in Sacramento. I live in California. And I help write and evaluate the test, the standardized tests we do for our students. So we were up there and all the, the there was teachers from different districts all over the state up there and they, they were starting to close them down. And we're like, what is going on, you know? Mm-hmm. So I flew home, went to work on Friday and we didn't go back. Wow. Yeah. So we didn't have any curriculum. We didn't have anything. So one of the goals that I, because I'd been so busy, I said, okay, I'm going to catch up because I used, mm. when I first started writing, I had a goal. I was going to write one book a year and I was just having fun. That's all I was doing was having fun, writing my books, going on adventures. So I caught up. So I've actually just published my fifth book for, since we started the pandemic, got everything out. And the one reason I wanted to go on the podcast was I did this book and I actually wrote it several years ago. And the story behind this book, this isn't part of the Queen Vernita series. It's called Dragon's Breath. So after I got divorced and I started dating, now I got married when I was 19. Wow. So, and I, you know, so I don't know about dating. Here I am. I've been married almost 30 years, almost my entire adult life. Well, basically my whole adult life at that point. So dating was completely foreign to me. So I met a man and we, we really liked each other, but he had a friend who was in a ministry. And so she came over to my house and she decided she did not want me dating him. So she actually set, called me a dragon slayer mm. and then proceeded to um, harass me and stalk me inside of my home. <laughs> she had my neighbors bothering me and 
she got into my emails and my social media and all sorts of things. It was pretty awful. So this went on for years and we couldn't catch anybody. So we didn't know who it was until I actually had to sell my house. So mm. it was after three years. And then it continued actually after that. So this is a story I wrote about that experience. And it just talks about King Teddy Bear and the Queen. And they have this black smoke because she said I had a black cloud over my house. Hmm. So the dragon, the dragon's old and the dragon doesn't can't breathe fire, can only breathe smoke. So she gets jealous about the queen and she starts blowing smoke on the crops and the crops are dying. And then the king finally catches her and banishes her. And then the crops go back and everything's fine. And they all live happily ever after. Hmm. But I published this um, almost a year ago now. And it's been read all over the world. Um, it's very popular in Jamaica and the UK. And I've been having a great time with it. Wow, that's very cool. I love how you are taking challenges and really turning them into right the, the, that in life because life brings challenges to all of us yes. but we have a choice about um you know what what we do with that and so in that process of discovering like how did you discover that you love to write um that was purely accidental um mm. you know i they asked me to write this in my class yeah and then i just started winning at this point, my series has went over, I stopped counting at 44, hmm. 44 words. And then one thing I did also during the pandemic is I saw a thing on Facebook for film festivals. Hmm. And I thought, I've never tried that. You know, I like to try new things. So I wrote her and I said, well, I have books. I don't have a screenplay or anything. Can I enter it? And she said, yes. So I entered my books into the Conquering Disabilities with Film Festival. Mm -hmm. And my, we just went in July, we went to Vegas and it's, there's like 17 different film festivals in this one. And so they actually played my book, my book trailers on the big screen. So that was very exciting. And my series won the special recognition champion award from conquering disabilities and dragon's breath won best book from miracle makers. Wow. And it also won um, honorable mention from Hollywood Dreams. Wow. And so, so now I, my publisher has someone at Netflix who's interested in the series. So we just had two screenplays made. We did um, Sir Heathy Bean, and I just did this one. It's on my, our camping trips to the beach. Wow. So it's pre-K to first grade. And it has camping and kite flying and s'mores making and raccoons and ostriches. So mm. we made that into the screenplay. So that we're entering. So fun. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, this one little book has turned into wow. just this whole new life. And hmm. so I guess that's how I discovered I really like writing. I like expressing myself. It gives me mm. a very positive avenue because, mm. you know, get to travel. And when I first started getting divorced, I had a friend I grew up with. I grew up in a very small mountain town. And so I knew him since we were in the fifth grade together. But he married a woman who grew up in Kona, Hawaii. Mm. So, you know, we all started connecting on Facebook, you know. And and so we actually flew out there. It was my kids and my friend and her kids. And we saw them again. So I was able to go out there probably once every six months. I was very lucky. I had a lot of support. Hmm. And I would just stay at their house and just explore and rest. And they were wonderful. 
And so I actually wrote this book and they are the main characters in the book. Oh, wow. They're Sea Captain Jeff and Enchantress Carrie. And this is actually a tree in their yard. And this child is also disabled. This child is blind. And so he's describing the, mm. the bird that's in his yard. And I also have one that um, that is the ocean. And then she's she's deaf. So they're describing what the ocean sounds like to her. But oh, they wow. are the main characters in this story. And all of wow. the things in the books are things we have done. And... Mm. So this one. Did you, so Dr. Dawn, did you ever think that you would become a best-selling author with like a Netflix? um, (laughs) No. Was that right? So, (laughs) no. When I was 19, I thought I was going to be a preschool teacher, but I was really lucky. (laughs) Yeah. And so, so what were those, like, what were those choice points along that way, right? Because I think that life is so full of opportunity. And and often it's our own thinking about ourselves, what we're capable of, like, oh, I could never do that, or that's for someone else, right? And we kind of we we dampen ourselves. So what was it that you did that allowed you to really come alive with this? Well, it was, it was kind of a reaction to what was happening to me. So he he was making bad decisions. So my, my ex-husband was kind of taking our life apart. Mm. And so it's kind of like being drawn down and I was going this, trying to go this way and my own way. So it's just fighting back and going, no, you go do that, but I'm going to go do this. And Uh. it is scary. It's scary to get out there. It's scary to, I mean, when I first started and I first started doing interviews, my friends would sit with me and do the Mm. interviews with me. You know, because it's scary to talk about things. And and I don't really like the limelight. This is all, you know, getting new for me. I don't like being like, I, I'll have other people like, here, you go talk. But, yeah. but I like adventure, too. And that's one thing I did, too, is like I used to play contests and I would win all of the time. So one thing I did mm. was I won a trip to Oahu and I wanted to go in a shark cage. So that's what we did. I took my whole family. And we went to on a shark cage. And that's in this book. This is on Kona. But this I also have. This is one of the ones that won the award. This little girl, she's a real little girl. She has Rett syndrome. And her mom, her name is Ireland. And her mom's name is Heather. And they've been on interviews with me so that the mom could talk about what it's like for Ireland, what it's like for the family. And it just talks a little bit about her disability. Hmm. And then this one, too. So this just my passion for my students and educating people and getting people to understand that our students, you know, they're living their lives Hmm. and they want to be out there. This little boy is Connor and it's his dad, Steve, and they're at the volcanic national park Hmm. in Kona, Hawaii with the queen and Connor is autistic and he's nonverbal. So he has a communication device. So what he's doing is he's teaching the queen about his communication device. Hmm. So this one is sixth, sixth grade. And so if a child's reading this, they'll go through it and they'll say, oh, I know someone at my school that has like a phone or iPad that they're walking around with. And oh, they're not playing games. You know, this is what they're doing. So it just, you're just hmm. reading along and then you learn about it. But I just, you know, I didn't know I liked to write. I just started doing it. And it is hard. It's hard. I mean, I'm sure when you started your podcast, you were like, no one's going to listen to me. What do I have to say? You know, and 
am I going to be successful? Am I not going to be? But if you if you worry about all that, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, like the one thing I had when I was going through this Dragon's Breath thing, I joined the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. Mm-hmm. Anybody wants to write children's books, wonderful organization. You meet people who are New York Times bestselling authors to people who haven't yet published yet. and But they're all just supportive and wonderful. But Kwame Alexander, who who is just getting a movie made out of, he's very famous. He has a speech called Yes. Hmm. And anybody can look that up on YouTube and listen to him. And it was at the end of this conference and I was so tired and it was the last speech. And I'm like, okay, I wanna listen to this. So I actually had to sit on the floor in the back of the room. And he said, you know what? Say yes to the opportunities. Because you don't know what one is going to lead to the other, what's going to lead to the other. And so he I, he's the only person I've actually ever written to. Hmm. And I wrote him and I thanked him for that because I really needed to hear that at that moment. I was tired. I wanted to give up. I was being harassed. And so what I started doing was just saying yes. And I actually started working with an educational magazine out of it's tempe arizona so it's another state so we drive there and i do book events with them and i judge their literacy contests and i write book reviews and i also um, judge a contest for indie romance books Hmm. because i thought i never get to read for fun anymore so they were (laughs) looking for a judge so I've been doing that about five years now. I read uh, about six, beginning of June, six indie books and decide, mm-hmm. and they're always so wonderful. And so I just, you know, when I can, I say yes to different opportunities like the film festival. It's like, oh, I haven't done that before, you know? And not everything works out. No, life's hard and it's hard for lots of people and we have to work hard. But that is why I started doing the podcast because they do. People see, you know, the accomplishments and they see that and they think, Oh, nothing. You know, she hasn't have it hard. Nothing's ever mm-hmm. happened. But no, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Right, saying yes to life. Yeah, and it, it, you know, and I hope everybody who's listening really ask yourself and check in, like, where are you saying yes to life? Because when you say yes to life, life says yes to you right back. You know, and it, you know what? If it doesn't work out the, that great the first time try it a little differently, try something else. You know, there's a lot of things I've done that I wasn't that great at. You know, I failed <laughs> at, you know, you sh- getting my PhD, you don't know how many times I wanted to stop. <laughs> but I had a lot of support. I had a friend who's very stern and she would say, get back to work, get back to work. And I get back to work and, you know, I'd, and it is hard. It is hard, but you have to have a, a lot of, um, faith in yourself and a lot of support. And if you don't have immediate support, there are groups you can join to get the support. You know, like as an author, I was having some difficulties. So I joined a professional organization and that was the best thing I ever did. Hmm. And I went to a lot of their conferences and, you know, and they would get there, there are people up there who have movies made out of their books and they put all their rejections all the way across the stage. You know, and they'd say, this is how many times I was rejected. Wow. You know, and that's like the best thing they could do because you see, you see them 
Mm-hmm. You have a movie. That was mm-hmm. easy for you. Like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, yeah. this is what I did. I just kept going. You know, so. Oh, that's, I think that's so, so important for people to really hear that, you know, we don't see all of the, you know, like the overnight success is actually a 20 year story. Right. We see the right. pinnacle. We don't see, like you said, all of those rejections. And so in in your life, so for my listeners in your life, if you're feeling like, ah, oh, things, is, it's not working the way I would love it to work. This is harder than I thought, you know, know that that's actually part of the process. Right, right. So if you're. Yeah, if you're feeling that way, you're actually doing it right. Right. And it's okay to rest. Mm. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to step back and reevaluate, you know, what direction you're going. Maybe maybe you're going in the wrong direction. Maybe that's why you're having difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't be afraid to ask people for help. Ask questions. Yeah. Go to experts. You know, yeah. listen to how did other people do it, you know? Very few people have had just like this easy road. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and it's so important to have those those people who believe in you when you're having a hard time believing in yourself. Yes. Yeah, it's, and that kind of yeah. It is hard. Yeah. So what were what were some of the biggest challenges for you on your journey? Wondering if what I was doing was worth doing, whether I was mm-hmm. making an impact on anyone, you know why am I doing this? You know, yes, I love to travel and yes, I'm having fun. But as an author, you don't, it's hard to get the feedback back. People don't, they might buy your books, but you don't know if they read them. You don't know if they're helping them. You don't know. And so one thing, like when I start feeling kind of like, well, maybe this, maybe I've done my author thing, you know, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe it's done. And I have a friend who actually helps teach the Somalian refugees. He works in Washington and he works actually in a factory and he teaches them how to, um, they learn English and then they learn how to work and everything. And so he uses my books for their students. And he just wrote me a couple weeks ago, I sent him my new books and he said that there was a woman, but she was, so I don't know where she was from, but she was speaking Spanish. Mm -hmm. So she had grandchildren. So this is, this was her age. And she was reading the first one, and he was telling me how she struggled, what she did, the formatting, and all of that. And then she got a lot better at it. She's reading, because they go from pre-K to sixth grade. Mm. So now she's reading the higher levels, and she's actually taking it home and reading it with her grandchildren. Wow. And right there, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. Here, let me send you 20 more books. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a speech therapist who actually came from Africa. And she, her uh, family members are teachers there. Mm. And so she took some of my books and she gave them to them. And so I have one on Alaska. And I actually, she actually sent me a videotape of a little girl in Africa reading this book. Wow. On her birthday to her class. Oh, my heart. (laughs) I know. So when that comes up on my Facebook, I'm like, this is Uh, my favorite video of all time. I mean, mm -hmm. she's on the other side of the world reading about my family and our adventures and learning. And it was like, that is so amazing. Wow. You know, and now I've branched out to, you know, Jamaica and the UK. And I just read this one. This is one we did. This one is a train ride from mm. Williams, Arizona to the Grand Canyon. 
Oh, wow. And I needed some more pre-K books. So this is actually, this is our family. There was 19 of us that were oh, on the Oh, my goodness. And it looks like that's a, that's a Christmas one. There's Santa yes. Claus on the front cover. Yes. We went over Thanksgiving. And so we actually went to a Santa's workshop. And these are my grandchildren. They were making a teddy bear. Oh, wow. And the Santa's workshop. So it's an actual picture she made into an illustration. And this is my granddaughter looking out the window of the train. Wow. And so after we rode um, the train during day, we went to the Grand Canyon. It was snowing. It was really neat. Ooh, that is neat. We came back, put our jammas on, all of us. We had from, I think my grandson was probably three at that time. Mm. And our oldest one is, they were in their late 70s. We all put our pajamas on and we rode the Polar Express. Oh, wow. And so that's where Santa Claus came from. Wow. So we rode the Polar Express. They had the cookies, the hot chocolate, listened to the story. And this is actually my grandson. He fell asleep in Santa's lap. Mm. It's his actual picture. Wow. I just read this for a podcast called Bedtime Stories, and it's available to anybody. But it's in the UK. And just in the first two weeks, it had um, almost a thousand downloads. Wow. Wow. It's a Christmas story that everyone's enjoying. And I'm so that makes me happy. Yeah. And I I love that, that we don't know the impact that we have on others, right? And by, you know, I think so often, we can think, oh, I have to do all of these things for everybody else, I need to be focused on what other people need of me or want of me. And we think that that's how we serve them. And yet for you by really following this, this nudge, right? This, this like, Oh, I enjoyed that. I think I would love to do some more of that. You are having such an impact by following your joy and your passion. You're impacting and serving people all over the world. Yeah. That's, that's like, I never thought that would happen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that was not on my bucket list. (laughs) But yeah, it's, I did a couple, I think it was about a year ago now. I did an interview for a man, I think he was in St. Louis, and he said he was talking to his friend before the interview, and she had been checking my books out from the Mm. library there. Oh, wow. I didn't even know they were in the library there, but she had actually gotten a second job so that she could travel with her son, and that was all from my books, and I'm like, wow, if I had not have done that interview, I would not have known that. Yeah. You know, I would never have known that. Yeah. So... And how you know, much how much good we bring to the world when we follow our heart. Yes. Right? Yes. That that has a ripple effect around everyone. Yes. Yeah. And I, it just, you know, it just makes me feel good to know that even one person, and that's one thing that if people are feeling kind of lost or unsure about what they're doing, if you've impacted one person in a positive mm-hmm. way, if you've helped them move forward, resolve an issue, um, connect with them. Like I talk a lot about what happened to me. There was a lot of gaslighting Mm. and a lot of that type of thing. And that happens to people. And when it's happening, you, you think, did that happen? Mm. And you know, the whole point of it is to get you confused and to start doubting yourself. So I talk about the things that were done to me so that other people, if they're experiencing that, they can connect with that and say, Oh, that is happening to me, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe get some help or maybe get it to stop or, you know, whatever they can do. So that's just why you like to talk. You talk about things that happen to you. 
Yeah. And that, you know, I think that that lets other people know that you're not alone. And, and yes. so often we can think it's just us, right? I'm yeah. the only one who struggles yes. or I must be whatever, fill in the blank when it, yeah. it often is not, it's not us. Yeah. No. No. So Dr. John, what, um, what words of wisdom would you have for that younger the woman? She's just come out of, of, of a marriage, you know, some abusive stuff going on is, is really like, okay, who am I now? Not knowing what would you say to her? Well, anybody, a woman who's married, always have your own credit, mm. <laughs> you know, build your, build your own identity up. You're not just an extension of someone else. You are a person yourself. And, don't don't allow yourself to be abused. Mm. Seek help. Seek mm-hmm. support. You know, sometimes in within your own family, the person that's abusing you is supported mm. because they're great at and you know around other people in public being like this perfect person when they're not behind the closed doors, as they say. Mm-hmm. You know, but definitely, if you don't get support within within your family or your immediate your circle, seek committees or groups or somebody to talk to but if you're just starting out and you know you you're starting your life anew find whatever it is your passion is you Mm. know mine just happened to be this but if you love gardening garden and then join a gardening group if you love reading join a reading group if you enjoy crocheting, join a, cro- you know, yeah. find a group that, that you fit with, find the people that you fit with, and then you'll get a lot of support that way too. Hmm. Yeah. And such good advice. And I think too, that we, you know, sometimes we think like, oh, it's just gardening. How's that going to change my life? And it's not, it's not necessarily about the gardening, but it's about saying yes to yourself. It's about saying yes to life and we say yes to life by following our passion and what we enjoy. But, but what if like, okay, we have a community garden here in yeah. our little town, but what if you start your garden and then you go to the gardening group and then, oh, they have a community garden and now you're helping grow the community garden with people that need it. Yeah. The people, you yeah. know, so yeah. you don't know mm-hmm. what, where your path is going to go. Exactly, exactly. You just have but to it, start your path. <laughs> yeah, it starts with the yes, right? It starts yes. with the yes, yes. And, and honoring that whatever it is, you don't know. Like you didn't no, know, you oh, I'm going to become this, you know, author no. and travel the world and, no. have, you know. Have, <laughs> I had no clue. <laughs> no, no clue. Yeah, so I'm feeling so inspired to really lean into the yes. So thank you. Any uh-huh. Any last words you'd want to share? Just get out there and and do what feels good to your heart. Mm. Mm. Thank you so much, Dr. Dawn. And um, yeah, and thank you to my listeners as well. And to those of you that reach out, know that it, it means a lot. And my invitation to you this week is to notice what enlivens you, to notice huh, that feels kind of interesting or exciting, or I feel a little glimmer of something when I think about maybe trying this thing out and to say yes, to say yes to yourself and to say yes to life. Mm